Greetings to everyone around the world. I'm your host, Mal Fabregas at VeritasRadio.com. And today we have a special report. A few weeks ago, I conducted an interview with retired registered nurse Melanie Young. Melanie is the legal owner of what we have come to know as the Star Child Skull. DNA results had not been completed during our last interview, but I promised I would have Melanie back when the results became available. DNA is the math of biology, and my goal is only one, the truth. We want to know if the skull is human or not. And for that, Melanie is back to share those results. Hello, Melanie, and thanks for joining me today. Hello, Mel. Nice to hear you. My pleasure. Well, as promised to the audience, I wanted to bring you back once you had those results. And before I say anything else, we have been attacked by a few people, and essentially they're saying that we are attacking Lloyd Pye. Let's get this out of the way at the beginning of the interview today. Okay. Why are they saying that we're attacking Lloyd? I know that he spearheaded the project for a long time. Unfortunately, he passed away. But isn't this what Lloyd wanted? Well, I think Lloyd and I both wanted to finish the project and find out exactly what it was. Um, you can read the Starchild book that he wrote, and it's very clear he wanted the truth in the story. And the truth is all that matters. So I don't know why some people are uncomfortable that we are trying to do this. If Lloyd were with us today, I think he would have wanted to find out if this skull was, I hate to even use the word alien. I don't know why this has become the word, the alien star child. Let's just dive into the results. Well, it's very clear. We sent the DNA over to uh, Paleo DNA Labs April the 24th. And, uh, well, that's when they received it. So they didn't know whether where the tooth came from. They just I just sent them the maxilla. We never told them what the name of it was. I mean, it was a blind study. So that means they didn't have an agenda either. They just wanted the truth. So they just sent it through all of their their little machines and everything. And uh, they found that the mother is haplogroup C which is the same as the uh, 2003 Trace Labs did. Now, back in that day, they had a hard time finding the nuclear DNA, which, is, which has the father in it. And that was basically the early stages of ancient DNA, finding ancient DNA. So it makes sense that they might have had an issue with that. But paleo is one of the top 10, I think, of ancient DNA. So why not send it to the top of the, of the lit, top of the uh, chain, if you will? And uh, so Chase just made a phone call. Chase Clutzy just made a phone call to them. And somehow we got on the top of the list of testing that they were going to do. So they also found that the mother was haplogroup C. So we have, you know, two studies saying it's the same. And then they were able to find the father's DNA, and it turned out to be, what did I say? 
Cat Love Group. I just had it. The uh, father's DNA is, okay, haplogroup Q. So we know that with haplogroup Q that these people came across the uh, Bering Land Bridge. They are approximately 94% of the indigenous people in South America. Uh, 50% in North American Eskimo, and uh, they there is um, 46% in Asia, East and West, and South, and in Europe. So it's, you know, we just know that 15,000 years ago to 20,000 years ago, these people came across from Siberia through the Bering Land uh, Bridge. Pretty much 90% of pre-Columbian Native Americans belong to that group anyway. Yeah, so it makes sense that these two people would have found each other and had a sexual relationship, and this child comes from that, no doubt. There is no other explanation as to why the star child is uh, human. Now, I've had people, you know, fight me on that, and it's simple. One plus one equals two. You know, human mother, human dad equals human child. End of story. That's science. So without any shadow of a doubt, for anyone out there who still wants to believe that this call is an alien's call, we can completely and without any any doubt, this is 100% human. 100% 100% human. Now, the question some people ask, and I asked you before we started the interview today, some people say that the bone structure is so heavy and so much harder than humans. Is What's the explanation? Well, I talked to a scientist from um, Sandia Labs, and uh, he's now retired. His name is Michael Eaton, and he explained to me that because it was buried, uh, in this area, in Mexico, there's a lot of silicone in the sand, in the dirt. So it's called silicone displacement, and silicone is one of the hardest, um, my understanding is a hard mineral, which would make sense that if there's silicone displacement in that bone, then we would see it harder. Plus, it's 900 years old, we've got the fossilization process starting, Now, does that mean it's fossilized? No. It takes 10,000 years for it to be a fossil. But at 900 years, you would think that it would be in the process, because it was buried, of of starting the fossilization process. I mean, that's just a guess on my part. Uh, That's what I was told by um, Joe Taylor, who did the... um, the casting, he's a paleontologist. So, you know, I have to trust the experts that um, Chase Klutsky found. And these are the top experts who actually have worked with the elongated skulls in Peru with L.A. Marzuli. So who better to do this research and to know the answers? 
And during our last talk, we talk about the physical anomalies. How can a child survive for, it sounds like nothing, five years is nothing, but with the amount of deformities that this child or displayed, how did it survive so long? That's my question. Now, the number of deformities we have found are not as much as we have believed in the past. Remember, the face is not missing. Most of those bones are broken. And it's something that I didn't realize until I got the skull back and really looked at it in an unbiased look, you know, from a scientific level and forgetting everything I knew before, it's all broken. So what we did, what Chase did, was send it um, to the top FBI facial reconstructionist. She's the one that uh, teaches all of the people who do facial reconstructions. So who better to send it to than the top of the of the chain who knows how to do this. And when you look at uh, the final report, then you will see what it looks like without the broken bones. The face looks normal. That doesn't explain the flat, fat, flatness of the back of the skull, but the face is normal. It doesn't explain why the ears are lower. It doesn't explain why the inner ears are higher or bigger, but it, the face is normal. So, you know, we look at the 25 differences that, you know, we've all looked at, that we've all believed all this time. But the fact of the matter is the face is normal when you do the facial reconstruction. That being said, I know for a fact that we have sent when uh, after Lloyd died, uh, we sent the uh, pictures, the 3D pictures to, I can't remember her name, but it's on their website. It's on the Startop Project website. And uh, she sent it back showing that it was a normal skull. And what happened is, is Amy manipulated that picture and, you know, put that over the, the star child skull to show that it was different. Well, what she ended up showing was the back of the skull and the bulging of the um, parietals, which would make sense if this child was bedridden and had hydrocephalic or some other reason for the bulging of the skull. For those who don't know, who's Amy? Amy Vickers, which is Lloyd's ex-wife, they were married for seven years and then divorced, and she went back to Europe. Now that we have the results, is there any other steps that you are taking? Any more exploration, any more investigation, or is this just the final conclusion of the Star Child investigation? This is the final conclusion of, is it alien? Is it part alien? But in, it's not the conclusion of my original questions. My original questions was, if this is human, how did it live? My thought process was, if it had this many deformities, 
that the Native Americans or people of that time might have killed it when it was born, thinking it was demonic or, or you know, that it was a bad thing. So my question is, how did it live five, uh, five years and who took care of it? And so my thought was, let's take it to the archaeologists, let them study it and tell me the story of how it lived. Is there a way to know if this child died of natural causes or, as you're saying, perhaps because of, uh, do we know if it's a male or a female? It's a male. To male. Do we know, or can we know, if the child was killed because of these deformities? And maybe that's why some of the bones seem broken? We can't know because we don't have the entire skull, the entire skeleton. I see. And we, and we don't have the flesh. So, you know, what's going to have to happen and what is happening is I'm in the process of repatriating it back to Mexico and to its people, where it came from. The other skull that was given to you, is it related to this skull? It is not. It's a, uh, it's, one is haplogroup C and one is haplogroup A. Were they buried together, do you think? Were they same age? I mean, time-wise? No, the same time, yes. We did the um, carbon dating. So they're about and 900 years? They're 900 years. They, the star child from the story we have was buried, and its hand was hanging out of the, out of the ground, and they were holding hands. So the other skull was laying next to this mound of dirt with this hand coming out. It was laying in a flat position. So something tells me that the star child was a, there had to have been some sort of emotional connection. It died and she, because the other skull is a female, she laid down and died next to it. Now, if it had been a traumatic death, she would have been found in a fetal position or some some form of defensive position. But she laid down flat like, you know, uh, like we would find an, like we would put a cadaver back together. So that that tells me that possibly she laid down and killed herself in some way so that they could be together in the afterlife. So no, I, not related. They're not. There's no familial relationship here. No, I think that she was the caretaker of this, of this baby, of this kid. But with so with so many problems with it, it would have taken a village to to take to take care of it. So that's one thing that we need to study and find out through archaeological studies as to how that happened. Now, I'm hoping that the archaeologists who are going to receive this will maybe do some digs or, or see if they can find more um, of, these, of this tribe and see if they can figure out, you know, where they lived, how they lived, and all of that. They may already have those answers. I don't know. So I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting these people. So the repatriation process has begun? 
Yes. Well, not really. I'm still in the process of, 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 uh, I've talked to the, the top of the tourist, uh, board in Mexico and he knows these people. Uh, so we're trying to get a hold of them to set up a conference call so we can discuss how this is going to happen and so that I can tell them what I want. I'm going to still own it, but I'm giving it to them to do the testing. I will always own it. Um, there's no doubt about that, but I'm repatriating it to them, but it will always be in my name. Now explain that, because I thought that if we confirmed this, this is a human and not something else, and it belongs to people in the Mexican state of Chihuahua, am I correct? Right. So if that's the case, how is it that you are going to continue owning it if this is almost like sacred to the tribes down there? Well, I don't know. That's just what they've told me. Uh, so I don't understand the laws and everything in Mexico. If it were going back to the Native Americans here, I would give up ownership. Uh, because I would have to. That's the law here. I don't know what the laws are in Mexico. I see. Thank God I didn't smuggle it across. Thank God it was smuggled across before lie, the the laws uh, happened. Because if I just smuggled it across, I would have been put in jail for God knows how many years. And there's a $30,000 uh, fine for smuggling art of uh, human remains or artifacts across the border. Fair enough. Well, yeah. I wanted to make this short today. I just wanted to just get to the bottom of it once and for all, because for so many years and so many thousands of people around the world have been fascinated by the star child. Do we even use the term star child from this point moving forward, Melanie? Well, why not? Because there is... The Native Americans always believe that they have come from the stars. So they believe that. Why shouldn't we? Now, there's a lot of questions about is there any possibility that this thing has alien DNA that we don't know about? This does not negate the fact that there is maybe some genetic manipulation going on uh, this does not negate uh, alien intervention of human origins. This just says this thing is human. We don't have alien DNA to see if they've done anything to us. As far as I'm concerned, unless the government behind the scenes and an underground base has done this, but we have in the scientific community, we don't have, as far as I know, a perspective or a point of reference to say this is alien and this is let's compare it with it. And mm -hmm. some people speculate that we all come from the stars. Yes. But the bottom line today is that this star, the skull is 100% human, without any doubt. Without any doubt. And that's what we wanted to find out. Right. If Lloyd Pye were here today with us, what would he say? I think he would uh, be respectful of the fact that we finished it, it wouldn't change his passion for alien intervention. He was so passionate about it that he 
uh, took this to archaeologists and anthropologists and medical community, and they all said that this is human, that this is, um, well, they said it was cradle boarded, which we all know it's not. But, you know, they had an ex- an answer, and he just chose not to utilize their expertise in his research. And what that's called is cherry-picking your, your experts. Um, so I think he would accept the Was Lloyd deceived? He was deceived. We were all deceived. The um, The scientist who was doing the DNA prior to Lloyd's death, we found out that he was a virologist, which I think we talked about on the last show. And then Chase called the NIH because, you know, we have all of these little pictures and the blast reports on the Star Child Project website. And we asked them about that. And we asked them about the Fox P2 results. And they point blank said that was never sent to them, that those blast reports were copied from their website, but it wasn't labeled as the star child. It didn't have the scientist name on it, and it would have had to have all of that before it went through their database. So Lloyd and the public were deceived by that scientist who put that stuff on the website, who told Lloyd that this was not human, no matter what the DNA came out to be. So we were all deceived by that scientist. So what comes next then? What comes next is the repatriation. No matter what anybody else says, no matter what my haters say, one plus one equals two. There you have it, folks. And for those who continue to say that we're attacking Lloyd Pye, that is not our intention. If you still want to believe this is alien, well, that's up to you. My position here is discuss it. Let's find out through science, which is the best thing we have, what this is all about. If it's alien, it's alien. If it's human, it's human. Now we can move on. Completely true. You and I can move on with our lives, and this doesn't have to be, well, like my husband says, totally consuming of my life. He is so glad it's over, and he has his wife back. Um, And I'm glad it's over. I don't have to worry about it anymore. So I'm glad. We have the answers. We have the truth. The next thing is, how did it do it? Sorry about the dogs. How many dogs do you have? Four. (laughs) Well, Melanie Young, that's all I wanted to do today. As promised, I just wanted to share with everybody what the results were. And if there's anything new that comes along or the archaeologist people from Mexico that are going to be receiving this call, if they find something new, you know that you can always come back and let us know. I will let you know what the uh, archaeologists say. And I'm excited to find out how this thing lived for five years with whatever problems it has. It should not have made it this far. And for anyone who wants to read the, you can go to our website to the DNA results, correct? 
That's correct. And you can go to uh, Chase's website where she made a major report with Lord knows how many, you know, it's a scientific report with all of these footnotes and all of these, you know, where she found all this information. And her website is fieldreportscom.wordpress.com. Now, who's Chase again? Chase Klutzke is the uh, investigator that uh, I asked to finish the project. She is the the head of MUFON. Um, oh, that's right. That's right. That team or star team or whatever. She's been investigating for 20 years all of this. She was on um, Rob Lowe's first, uh, first show of his new series and uh, she's done more investigations than anybody that I know of so and she wrote the book admissibility and because she wrote that book and she talked about it that's why I chose her because she follows the scientific method and takes it to the top of the line and the answers are the answers so I don't have an agenda. The agenda was the truth. So grateful for her. Melanie Young, thank you so much for coming over today to share the results. Thank you for having me on. And that was Melanie Young. There you have it. 100% human. And again, if you want to read the DNA report, go to veritasradio.com. Look for this interview. I've included a link inside. And I'm going to leave you with this. Open-minded people embrace being wrong, are free of illusions, don't mind what people think of them, and question everything, even themselves. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. I'm Mel Fabregas. Until next time, be well.